Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I'll be your host for today. Uh, if you guys are wondering what's going to be happening today, uh, what's going to be happening here is that a long time ago on the Ultra Chen channel, uh, we used to do these first attacks and level three focus shows, which were geared for beginners and you know more hardcore players, uh, respectively. Now, uh, what happened was whenever a new fighting game came out, we would try to find someone who was a little well-versed into the game to come help talk to us about the game and, you know, show us what the game is all about. And it was a cool idea for sure. We stopped doing that for a while, and uh, I'm deciding to bring that back here for DNF Duel today. And uh, I kind of want to approach it from a very different standpoint. This is not necessarily going to be, like, it's a review but at the same time, not really a review. I'm not sitting here telling you whether, oh my god, this game is amazing or this game is bad. Like, it's not going to be a review. More just kind of a description of what to expect from the game. And so uh, you can make your own opinion if this game is for you or not, or if this is something that you want to try out. Again, uh... Every fighting game is very different, and I want to approach it from a more, like, I guess hardcore fighting game standpoint, but at still at the same time, make it very easy to understand and palatable for, um... <laughs> a good review is just, look at the game, yes. Obviously, as you can see right now, beautiful, beautiful Arxis style uh, graphics again, once again, you know, in the style of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Dragon Ball Fighters, and Guilty Gear Strive. Clearly, Arxis is getting really, really good at this. And although there is still debate that it might not actually be truly Arxis developed, but Arxis aided, uh, as <laughs> aided is a good work because the game was developed by aiding uh, the same people who made uh, um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I believe it was. And uh, yeah, so you can imagine uh, the kind of mindset going into this game. So let's go ahead and just get started here. This is DNF Duel here, and let's bust out the music and actually, you know what, I should have set up my joystick ahead of time. I did not do that. Let's do this. Put this over here and put the joystick up here like so. And music, maestro. There we go. Yeah, uh, and, and for sure, there's going to be a lot of different ways to to see this game because there's definitely uh, factors of this game which are frustrating to a lot of people. But uh, for pe those of you out there who, you know, aren't necessarily super serious into being pros for fighting games, you know, there's definitely a lot of different ways to look at it. Not saying that this game isn't going to be fun at a pro-competitive level because they're, this game is definitely going to appeal to a lot of people. <laughs> As Gundam Jehudi Kai in the in the chat says, you just embrace the jank. So yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about my initial thoughts on this game. As you can see, game introduction is the first topic on the side over there. You know, at, in terms of a fighting game, it's going to be pretty much your standard fighting game. 
bare bones to say the least, and I say this as 95% of fighting games out there are bare bones, so this is not a comparative description of DNF Duel compared to other fighting games, it's just that this is what we've come to expect from fighting games. We have an online mode here where we have ranked match, player match, and you can check out your ranking. Local mode, of course, there's free battle. Uh, a story mode, which you do have to beat the story mode to unlock the final character, and you will see that I have not done that yet. So, <laughs> I'm still missing a character. Uh, standard arcade mode, survival mode, basic one-player content here. Nothing super exciting here. I have not done the story mode. I cannot speak to its quality. Uh, <laughs> practice mode, of course, a training mode. Now, I will say this about the game. The tutorial in this game is pretty excellent, actually. The tutorial is really good. There's basic tutorials for every character that, apl that applies to every character. These right here apply to every character, but then every character ha will have two extra tutorials unique to that character. Then there are the trials that you're used to, uh, basically ranging from, like they always have very basic combos, they'll always have an anti-air combo in there, and then they always start going into much more difficult combos that explain how to combo into your awakening supers, etc, etc. And then what's cool here is they also have challenges here, where they actually try to with each character show you how to do anti-airs, how, like, the best moves for poking and counters, etc, uh, etc, et you know, confirmed counters, how to deal with projectiles for your characters, so again, very robust trial mode, and again, very uh, customized for every character here, if I'm not mistaken, here, yeah, see, so I haven't cleared these, so very going to be different with every character, so very kind of nice uh, in this way for the tutorial. Uh, okay, Shay in the chat actually mentions that uh, it's worth noting that this game is $50 as opposed to $70 for a lot of, mo you know, modern fighting games these days. So yeah, this is, a, this is a, a definitely a little bit more of affordable of a fighting game. Uh, of course, $50 is still nothing to shake your, you know, to scoff at or anything like that. But that's practice mode. You've got your standard training mode. I will mention that the training mode is robust, complete, but there are certain bugs in it right now. And there are definitely features sort of missing from it right now. Um, but again, uh, training modes, they come in so many varieties and every fighting game seems to try to do them slightly differently. Like I almost feel like fighting games need to develop some sort of like hierarchy on exactly how it works so that it's consistent <laughs> between most games but for the most part this training mode includes a lot of great features will help you test a lot of things that you need to test and then collection of course your profile replay library gallery a nice glossary over here for uh the characters etc etc so for the lore the glossary is for the lore but Let's talk about this game a little bit more here, okay? So, when we talk about DNF Duel, what is it that we are expecting here? If you're coming into this game for the first time and you're like, I'm going to play Dungeon Fighter, right? 
let's go ahead and uh, tutorial, let's go ahead and training mode with some Inquisitor here. This is my main character, so I apologize to people who want to see a little bit more with other characters. We'll get to that a little bit later, but she's going to be able to give me all the examples that I need uh, to describe this. If you are coming in to play DNF Duel, what is it that you are going to expect from this game? In other words, you're starting to play this game. You're a Tekken player, or you're a Street Fighter player, or you're a Guilty Gear player, you know? What kind of game are you expecting out of this? Are you hoping it's going to be a slow-paced game? Is it going to be a fast-paced game? Etc., etc. Um, <laughs> and I say this with the most love possible. DNF Duel is an extremely degenerate fighting game. <laughs> okay? This is the game that exists when you obey the idea of, you know, when people talk about balance patches and they're like, you know what? Uh, why nerf anybody? Why don't you buff everybody instead so that they're all strong? <laughs> well, here you go. This is DNF Duel. Uh, very, very degenerate kind of game. Very crazy, very wild. Lot of broken stuff in this game. And uh, I kind of liken to it to a modern vampire savior. And people know vampire savior, one of my favorite fighting games. Degenerate as all hell, right? MVC2, one of the most beloved fighting games of all time. And in fact, in public opinion, might be one of the top three fighting games ever created. Degenerate as all hell, right? Super Turbo, my, fav my actual favorite fighting game to compete in. Degenerate as hell, right? So Dungeon Fighter is one of these games that fits into that mold. I mean, like, I'm going to set the opponent here to block everything, and I'm going to throw out this special move. As you can see here, actually, let me get the audio for you guys. As you can see here, I can do whatever I want. Look how much chip damage Vanguard took. Look, Vanguard has has no damage on his screen right now. Da, 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 da. Look how much chip damage he's taking on his meter over there. And while you're blocking this thing, uh, you can't do anything. You're stuck. You're blocking this whole thing. Unless you have meter for a guard reversal. We'll get into that a little bit later. But look, this is the kind of moves that you're expecting from the game. And I'm going to tell you this right now. This move is not even that good. <laughs> Okay, for all in the beta, everyone thought this move was broken. They didn't even change the move that much. This move is not broken at all compared to half the shit that happens in this game. There is so much broken stuff in this game that I can't even get into. Like, I won't even be able to perform a lot of it because there is some stuff that is just so broken. And, uh, for example, if you fight Striker, who's the brawling character, uh, she can just guard break you from 100 meters. She has a 100 uh, MP meter, as you see under your life gauge over here. Uh, where's my mouse? Uh, you can't see the mouse. All right, I don't have the mouse turned on here. Let's see if I can turn that on, actually, really quickly. Let's see. No properties available. Oh, I guess I can't do that right now. Anyways, uh... 
Yeah, like she can just guard break you by making you block one attack and then from that point forward it is a true block string and then she guard breaks you, does a ton of chip, erases all of the chip in the following guard break combo and it's just absolutely crazy. Now again, does that mean that this game is unplayable? Does this mean that this game is broken and not fun? <laughs> Your mileage is going to vary because there's definitely a lot of top players out there who have been saying like, this game basically has no neutral. There are so many no neutral moves in this game, neutral defying moves, so, you know, they're not wrong, but at the same time, if this is the kind of thing you enjoy, <laughs> it works great. I mean, I haven't, I'm not competing in the game, obviously, I'm not going to be playing in tournaments. My, uh, I'm not, my, my placement and prize pool is not dependent on me playing this game. I'm not going to be put into that experience. So obviously, uh, I will say this, I enjoy this game a lot so far so far and obviously i don't have the same kind of stakes that a pro player might have trying to win dnf duel arc revo tour arc world tour for example and so you know if you're in that position you're going to approach it a little differently like god this, there's no neutral in this game you know but obviously there are going to be the players out there who are used to games like this who will uh love this very very much so again if you are playing this game do not expect this game to be particularly fair right like I can do something like hey you know what I'm going to knock you down and then uh, like let me see what's a good example here and then force you to wake up into this giant wheel and you're in block stun this whole entire time now of course if my character had better mix-ups then uh, it would be a lot stronger. But hey, there are definitely characters out there who do have really good mix-ups for these kind of situations. For example, Kunoichi, who is the proto who is the ninja character in the game. Every game's got to have the ninja character. And if you're a fan of ninjas, you know she's this character is absolutely just wild as all hell. She has moves like this, which is a tornado, which is really similar to that wheel that I was showing you just a second ago. But, you know, she actually has legit, like, uh, instant overhead kind of tricks. Or, for example, if I do this move, I can come down with an overhead. I can teleport behind you while you're blocking this whole entire thing. So you're blocking this whole thing, and I run up, and I teleport behind you. And then I have overheads and all sorts of things I can even you know do do teleport behind your head into empty low for example and then things get really kind of dicey in that situation so this is going to be a game that uh, for example here Swiftmaster currently considered the strongest or one of the strongest characters in the game uh, he has a zonk knuckle move where you hold one of the buttons down for a very long time and you let go of the button and it doesn't attack. Well, the attack just happens to be a full screen attack that's plus three on block. <laughs> and from full screen, if I hit you with it, uh, there are ways to convert off of this. I think it's like you charge this, you let go, cancel that into, whoops, I did that a little too early. You cancel into this, if I'm not mistaken. And again, I'm not 100% familiar with all these. Yep, see? 
full screen and I've just converted into a combo and trust me Swiftmaster can turn that into all sorts of craziness uh, afterwards so again is this a fast paced game yes it's a very fast paced game but is it like Marvel fast paced no actually a lot of times you'll find a lot of matches do go down in timer quite a bit uh, some of the rounds can actually last pretty long in fact most people seem to have come to the agreement that two out of three is enough for this game. Three out of five is a little excessive because it actually does last quite a while. So there is actually an extent of a lot of, um, I want to say, careful-ish play. <laughs> careful-ish play uh, in this game. But again... Like, there are just some actually, yeah, so some people in the chat saying they they can follow matches in this game, and they still can't follow a, 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 a game like Marvel. And again, you know, it's interesting to be able to say that a game like this, you know, with, uh, what is what is the move that he has here? Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, he has a move that, like, literally hits across the screen, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't remember what it is. Uh, is it just neutral? Oh yeah, there it is, it's the neutral. So <laughs> this move, I mean, look at this thing. This is about as neutral defying as possible. This is like Gordo in Uniel with the Grim Reaper, right? Like, look how far away I am, and I can still hit you with this move, right? This is the kind of game that you're going to expect. And what's really fascinating about this game is as crazy as this game is, as wild as this game is, I'll tell you this right now, there is no air blocking in this game. Literally zero air blocking in this game with characters that can hit the entire screen like this and shoot you out of the air and every character has a DP in this game every character has practically has an anti-air in this game there is no air blocking in this game so this, the, the, the danger level in this game is extremely high but as a result because the danger levels are so high a lot of times you'll find that players aren't as willing to be as wild you will find matches with the hitman where the opponent is scared to touch a button because the hitman is in awakening and so literally both players are not doing much this is a highly dangerous game where the one wrong move can definitely cause you to lose a ton of life and that is something that's to note about this game it is a degenerate game but it is not a super super fast paced game this is a game that you can actually play decent paced and that's a, a weird, like, almost oxymoron of the game. Because don't get me wrong, you're going to get overwhelmed by a lot of craziness in this game. But at the same time, it's not super, super just like, what the hell? Like, I didn't see, what? Yeah! Kind of thing. So, um, so that's kind of what to expect out of this game, right? So that's kind of my introduction here. This is a pretty degenerate game. If you're looking for a game that is full of a lot of fair and honest footsies, 
this is not the game for you. If this is a game where you want to hit a button and hit at 75% of the screen away and have this lead to big combos and you get to feel cool with stupid traps and like craziness, this is absolutely the game for you. Also, I want to say that there is basically no such thing as honest footsies anyway. <laughs> The majority of fighting games that exist do not have honest footsies, okay? Do games with honest footsies exist? Sure, they do. But for the most part, that's not what you're going to find in most fighting games. But if that is something you're kind of looking for, this is not the game for you. Like, if you're thinking, oh, this is no air blocking, there's no double jumps, there's no crazy air dashes. Okay, so this must be slow-paced, like Street Fighter. And no, that's not what you're getting, okay? Th like, any one of these characters goes into Street Fighter, they will slaughter everybody. Like, that's just how it works. This game is... Uh, uh, absolutely a terrifying game. So uh, let's move on to the next topic over here. Sorry, every time I click away and click back on, the music goes away. But let's talk about the mind, the heart, and the body. This is something that I personally have really dug into. It's a concept that was uh, kind of first talked about by Laugh, uh, an older school Korean player. And uh, it's one that I've really embraced and really helped me understand fighting games really, really well. And understanding that every fighting game comes is designed in a way that appeals to different kinds of mindsets. And the three different main mindsets are the mind, the heart, and the body. Now, what do we mean by this? So just as a really quick explanation here, there's three core skills for fighting game play. There's the mind, which is the knowledge, right? Do you know the frame data? Do you know what all the characters in this game do? Do you know what this situation presents? Do you know how to counter uh, Hitman's crazy awakening DP follow-up move, right? Uh, so Hitman, when he gets low on health, gets access to an ability to make the his DP move safe on block. But there's definitely ways to punish him for using it. Do you know this kind of thing? That is what we mean by mind. This is not are you good at mind games. This is how much do you know about the game? What's your knowledge level of the game? Including stuff like frame data. You're the kind of player that will love to go into frame data and study, etc., etc. The heart players are the ones that like to play by feel. And interestingly, on Twitter today, there's been a big discussion on this concept of playing by feel. Uh, thanks to uh, Punk uh, talking about this. Uh, he had a tweet talking about frame data versus playing by feel. Well, this is a real thing. There are players out there who play by feel, who make the decisions because it just feels like the right decision to make. Those are the heart players. The body players are going to be the players who are very good at execution, doing combos, etc., etc. They're the ones who like to come into training mode and lab the combo and figure out what to do, etc., etc. Those are the three kinds of players that you're going to want to expect. Good examples, mind, 
A mind game is like Street Fighter V. A heart game is like KOF 15. A body game is like Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. In Ultimate vs. Marvel vs. Capcom 3, you can win a game off of zero loops if you just practice them and mix-ups. You don't necessarily need to know anything else except how to perform zero loops and zero mix-ups and you may win the game. So it's a very body-heavy game. So the question now is, the kind of player that you are, where does this fit in? Is this a mind game? Is this a heart game? Is this a body game? Interestingly enough, I feel like this is actually a pretty decent balance between all three. As I mentioned, Hitman has the ability, for example, if I drop my life really, really low to 30% so that I have full awakening, if I have a DP, I get a follow-up on this. And if the opponent actually blocks this, very difficult to punish because look at the range that this has and look at the pushback that it has. So I have a completely invincible wake-up move that if you block it, I can follow up uh, from it and you can't punish me. So like, how is this even fair? Well, the answer is that if you know your opponent's gonna do this, you can actually, you know that there is a gap in between those two parts of the move. So if your DP move can reach far enough, you can blow it up. A lot of characters can roll forward. This game has rolls, which you are invincible to attacks. So after you block this one, as soon as you see the spark, you start holding forward and mashing guard to roll, and you'll make it through and you're able to punish him. The reason why I'm talking about this is that every character in this game is so incredibly unique, and they're basically their own fighting game by themselves. And so, there is a lot of mind in this game. This is a pretty hefty mind game because it's not going to be as much about frame data, although there are a lot of moves that are plus on block, and you better know that, and this game does a good job teaching you those moves in training mode, actually, in the tutorials. They will actually say, you can act first. That's their term for being plus on block. You can act first. And they'll teach you a lot of that stuff. Berserker has some great examples of this. He's got a lot of plus on block moves that where he can act first. And then every character themselves just has their own system. Like, what the hell is Dragon Knight doing? What the hell is Kunoichi doing? What the hell is Grappler doing? Crusader puts up a wall behind you that's five frame startup and tracks you. You know, there is a lot of knowledge in this game and it comes in the form of the characters and how you punish the individual stuff. So will you need to do a lot of studying? A lot of the games out there that are very few feel-based games that are very heart-based games, for example, like King of Fighters 15, the general KOF mix-up game, the, the KOF zone, as Dandy J called it in his video, the mix-up of the short jump, the regular jump, the sweep, controlling that space, will dominate a lot of that game. So if you don't know what the opponent character is doing outside of like a Ramon or an Angel, you can play pretty decently in that game by feel and figure out what's going on. If you're gonna count on your feel to get you through uh, DNF duel, <laughs> good luck. 
Good luck. Yes, sounds a lot like Blaze Blue. Very, very much. A KOF, you, I, I wouldn't say that it plays a lot like Street Fighter 2. It's a lot move, more movement and jump heavy than Street Fighter 2. So again, very different. But like if you're fighting against, for example, this character here, and you don't know that he has this move that throws a wall up in five frames and gives him a combo and tracks you no matter where you are on the screen, and then puts a wall behind you and you're terrified, that's a problem. However, if you also don't know that Crusader is one of the characters that does not have chains, that's a problem, right? So again, a very knowledge-based game. Crusader can sit here and hit AA, but every character can usually go ABC. Crusader cannot. So if you block this and don't know that he's done or can only cancel into special moves, you're going to have that much harder of a time fighting against Crusader. So again, this game is going to require a lot of research and a really a lot of knowledge. I would recommend going through the tutorial of every character. Again, the tutorials are done in such a way that it's very actually entertaining. The trials can be hard. They're not prohibitively difficult and you probably don't need to do every trial to understand the characters except for Enchantress. God, pardon my French, but fuck that character's trials. God, ah, but yeah, outside of that, you know, doing the tutorials and the trials for most of the characters to get a basic idea of the characters is a good idea and will get you very far in DNF Duel to find out what the limitations of the characters are, etc., etc. So again, a uh, very mind-based game. Now, what about the heart? Oh God, this game has a lot of heart because this game is definitely going to have a lot of situations where you know you're just going to be like. What should I do? Screw it. Throwing out a DP. You know, because like I said, basically every character except one has a DP-ish type move. One character has a teleport instead of a DP, for example. But again, there's a lot of things in this game that are safe. And from this screen away, why wouldn't I want to throw up a wall? But you know what? Maybe I want to... So if you notice something under my life meter, there's that 200 green bar there. Every time I do stuff, it drains from that bar. So that's your MP gauge, which determines how often you can use your special moves. So the way that you play this game, there's going to be a lot of feel factor to it. Because if you also notice, if you have full health, your MP gauge starts at 100. And the more damage you take, the bigger your MP gauge gets. So as you play this game, what you decide to do with your MP gauge and when, and if you are a conservative player who likes to just blow the whole entire thing because you want to do the damage and that's all you care about, or if you are the kind of player who's very conservative with it so that you have your MP so you can always have your full birth of options for you, that's all feel. There's no right answer to this, right? There's no amount of studying that will give you the right solution to this. So there's a lot of feel in this game. Do I feel like putting myself into exhaustion so I have no special moves for a long period of time? If you 
accidentally spend more than you have. You go into exhaustion and you lose access to special moves and so you're kind of nerfed that way. Are you a player willing to put yourself at risk and put yourself into that mode? You lose access to your DPs when you're in exhaustion, for example. Are you the kind of player that's willing to play that way or are you going to be more of a conservative type of player? So there's a lot of feel in this game as well. And in terms of body... I will say that there are long combos in this game. The execution can be very, very tricky. So, for example, with Inquisitor, uh, there are going to be combos, for example, that they're not going to be dial a combo and you're going to have to learn timing. There is some very tricky stuff in this game and I can show you uh, some examples. I mean, so Henry, uh, who says long combos is an understatement. It's dependent on the character, honestly. Some characters, like Swiftmaster, will combo you for 10,000 years. Other characters... Okay, there are no short combos in this game. <laughs> There's middle to long, okay? But for stuff like, let's say I'm uh, Inquisitor here, and I want to launch with this. If you notice I do this, it misses a lot of times. So you're going to have to learn to delay your chains. And then once you learn to delay your chains, you know, then, for example, you get access to better combos. See, that was too fast. Too fast again. Actually, let me do something really quick. Please stop that. But if I wait, then I get access to combos. But see, then I have to... So there's a lot of execution in this game. Is the execution like Marvel? where you are going to have to learn how to do like crazy ROM infinite dashes and all these crazy things? Not really. And in fact... All special moves in this game that use the MP gauge can be activated like a Smash Brothers game. So, for example, one of the buttons, and we'll get into this in a little bit, what the controls are. Maybe I should have did that first. I'll keep that in mind next time. Uh, but, for example, the, the M button, which is the MP button listed as MS, MP skill, on the screen, uh, as you can see above Inquisitor's, well, next to Inquisitor's head right now, MS. If I hit forward and that button, I come out with my special move. But I can do quarter circle forward and that button as well, and it still comes out. DP for every character, I can hold straight down and mash the MP skill button, and that gives me my invincible. Or I can actually do the full 623 dragon punch motion, and I can get the special move that way. Is there an advantage to doing the special move that way? Small advantage. It's not going to be huge. In fact, some characters like Inquisitor, once you get into Awakening, <laughs> she loses all of the advantage <laughs> that she gains from doing special moves. But if you notice, when you do a special move, you'll notice that my MP gauge doesn't increase, doesn't start building back until after maybe a second or half a second. Like that. If you do your moves without the motion... It takes longer for the MP gauge to start coming back. But if you actually do it with the motion, it starts regenerating a little quicker. To play the game optimally, you will need the motions. And in fact, I recommend using the motions the majority of the time. Also to help you distinguish between using the S button as well. But I'll get into that a little bit more in the controls. So again, but 
even if you don't want to, you can play this entire game by just using back and special, down and special. Neutral special, by the way, is the only one that doesn't have a motion for it, so that's the only way you can use it. But for the most part, you don't need to go crazy. So in terms of body execution stuff, the combos are very learnable. There are tricky timings that you're gonna have to learn and such. Uh, it isn't the hardest. But it's also not the easiest. This is not, but there's not as many links in this game. There are links in this game, and some of them can be tricky to time. But for the most part, I would actually rate this game almost like 33% mind, 33% heart, 33% body. Uh, honestly, it's a very well diverse game on how to mix between the different kinds of skills that you have. So regardless of the type of player you are, you have a place in this game. As I play it more, it'll probably shift a little bit more uh, in one direction or the other, but I do feel like this game covers a lot of the bases pretty well. So um, regardless of the kind of player you are, I think you can find something that's uh, good here. Now, uh, I already talked about the match pacing or, or feel in the game introduction. I guess I was supposed to save it for here and I forgot. Uh, again, not a super fast paced game, not a slow paced game by any stretch of the means, but there can be situations of very slow, careful play because the game is very, very dangerous. One mistake can be the end of you in this game very easily, very, very, very easily. You can go down by making one terrible mistake. So a lot of people will actually play the game kind of carefully. Now, again, there are a lot of characters that aren't going to give you that option, and that exists as well. But again, is it a Marvel game? No. Is it Street Fighter? Heck no. So you're going to want to be able to, uh, you have to understand that this is going to be kind of somewhere in between. Don't expect a very slow-paced game. Don't expect a very fast-paced game. It's going to fall more in the middle towards the fast-paced side of things. Um, okay, so let's talk about the controls. What are the controls? So if you're watching this, so, okay, one of the things that I want to say about the match pacing and the feel and the mind, heart, and body and all this stuff, like I said, this game is degenerate as hell, right? This game is super degenerate. If it turns out that you hate degenerate games and you are just like, I, I, there's no neutral in this game. I don't want to play this game. Oh, this game is making me so mad. Try your best. And listen to me, listen, listen to me on this one, okay? Because I know the FGC is not about this. Even if you hate playing the game, learn to enjoy watching the game. <laughs> because whether you enjoy it or playing a game or not, degenerate games are probably the most fun fighting games to watch, okay? So MVC2, degenerate as hell. MVC3, degenerate as hell. But even if you hate it, they're, let's face it, they're the most fun to watch, right? You're, you're, you have 60% life. Hitman hits you with a DP and he's in Awakening. The audience who knows that death is upon the opponent will just all go, oh my god! And it is absolutely, absolutely a joy. So I've been watching a lot of tournament footage of this game and I'm having a goddamn blast, okay? Because again... Degeneracy makes for fun spectator. 
<laughs> and so, as a result, um, the reason why I talk about this is because it's hard to watch a game that you don't understand how to play or what the moves are, etc., etc. I'm not telling you to buy the game and do the tutorials so you can enjoy watching it, but that's what I'm going to try to do and help you out a little bit is to understand exactly what's happening in the game by talking about the controls and the me mechanics. There's really two main attacking buttons, which is A, A, and B. These are your two main attacking buttons. They only have three varieties, which is standing, crouching, jumping, and that's it. Those are the three varieties. A is the only button that every character has that can combo into itself. However, most characters can't combo A into a crouching A or even a crouching A into a standing A. Most characters can only chain from A to B or A, A, B, for example. And so this is your basic this is your basic set of moves. Now, what gets a little bit confusing is that there's a third button called S. And uh, this button here in particular, uh, they called S for your skills. Every character for S has four different directions: neutral, forward, back, and down. Every character has all four versions of this and a jumping version. Some characters have a down version in the air, but not all. But on the ground, every character has uh, Smash Brothers like normals on the ground. And if you notice, as I'm doing these things, even though it looks like a projectile and whatnot, that MP gauge that I talked about earlier that's above my, uh, that's under my meter, my life meter right there, isn't going down. That's because they aren't, special moves. These still count as normals and in fact for the most part you want to think of your buttons as A, B, and C. Even though they're called S, consider them as a C. Now how does this all work together? A, B, C, very common kind of chain situation. Not every character can do this. As I mentioned, Crusader can't even go from A to B. He just doesn't have that ability. Uh, with the C's, for example, for Inquisitor here, she can, she can chain neutral C or down C into her forward C or her back C, but those buttons can't chain into any other ones. This is not the case for every character. Some characters are going to be able to do some things and not, and in fact, Vanguard's specialty, one of his unique properties, is that he can chain his C's in any order that he damn well feels like. And that is, the, that is like the strength and the power of Vanguard here. That's one of his unique abilities. So I have neutral C, which hits super far. I've got forward C, which hits super far. I've got back C, which pulls people in. I've got down C, and I've got jumping C. And yes, I can do these in any order I want. Hell, the air C even chains into his ground C's if he wants to. So I can do air C into whatever. So this, again, the C button or the S button, I should say, that's the proper button, my apologies. The S button 
is I call it C because that helps me mentally think of it as just another normal button. But the S button will be unique for every character. Some characters can't chain any of their S of their skills into another skill. Going to be different for every character. Uh, so yeah, so a lot of people do consider it to be just the C button. But again, there is you know, a lot of uniqueness to this button. And a lot of times you'll hit these buttons and they won't even look like normals, right? Like uh, a great example, again, I'll go back to Kunoichi, who's a, who's a great example of why you wanna make sure you, uh, like why the skill button can be tricky. So if you consider it as a C button, like, okay, so here's my different attacks. Well, check out Kunoichi here. Here's her neutral C. Okay, makes sense. Here's her forward C. Her forward C is a fireball. It's not even a special move. Her projectile is just the C button. <laughs> it's just the C button. Can I chain into it? Absolutely. But does this look like a normal attack? No. So if you see Kunoichi throwing these from across the screen, she's not losing any MP gauge. She's just tossing these because she feels like it because this is her skill button. Her back and skill is the teleport that I showed you earlier. This totally looks like a special move. Is it a special move? No, it's just a normal. And her down C in the air, she throws this giant fireball down like this. Is this a special move? No, not at all. So again, uh, you have to be careful. You know, you wanna think of C as a, another attack button. But at the same time, you want to understand that the C is very, very unique. The S is a very unique uh, type of button. And yeah, uh, Necromancy Black in the chat is saying they are special moves. And yes, that, that's why it's hard to just say they're C button, other normals, because the skill buttons are designed to be pseudo special moves that just don't cost MP. And so you kind of have to dance that line depending on which character you are, right? And then there's the M button. This is the MS button and this is where your special moves come from. Every time you do this move, you will see your character glow on the screen, no matter which of these you do. As I mentioned, every character, four, special, four MP skills, four Ms, neutral M, forward M, back M, and down M. And down M is universally your DP attack. 95% of the characters down an M is going to be an invincible move of some form or another. Some characters have an armor version. As I mentioned, one character, Ghost Blade, uh, literally doesn't have a DP. He just teleports. So he has an escape option, for example. Um, but for the most part, down is going to be the one that you're going to use as your DP, which is nice because there's a lot of left-right mix-ups in this game, and you can just mash on down and the button to not have to worry about the side that you're going to be on. Does that make it cheap? Does that make DPs cheap in this game? I mean, I've definitely heard some people say like, oh, there's one button DPs in this game. This game is completely broken. Look, BB Tag has had one button DPs. Uh, Persona 4 Arena has one button DPs. And the DPs aren't broken in those games, right? And then Falk and Ed exist in Street Fighter V. You hit three punches and you get an EXDP. They're not broken in the game. In fact, if you have a three punches button, you hit one button and you DP people. They have an invincible DP button. 
are those moves broken? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so yeah, some of those games were two-button DPs, but what I mean is the speed of the buttons. It is a one-button timing thing. So a lot of people are thinking that those DPs are going to be broken because you can react to everything because I don't have to predict with the joystick motion or anything. I can just walk and be like, DP! <laughs> you know, kind of thing. It's a one-button timing situation. Um, uh, everybody has anti-air normals. Almost every character has an anti-air normal <laughs> in this game. And in fact, they teach it to you uh, in, the in the tutorials. One of the trials will always be an anti-air button. It's not uh, it's not um, necessarily universal, but down and down and skill button is generally where you'll find a good anti-air button for most characters. Like I said, not necessarily true for everyone. But again, as I mentioned, the other thing too is that you can actually do these special moves with an input as well. So forward and special move is the tornado, but I can also hit quarter circle forward on tornado and and special button. And what you'll notice is that it says good on the side of the screen. So if I hit forward and, and, and MP skill, no message under the combo meter. If I do quarter circle forward and button, you see good and a little green good down there, which means, oh, you did it through the input. And again, the input doesn't mean the move does less damage, doesn't do more damage, doesn't have any different properties, doesn't drain less meter, doesn't have a cooldown, etc., etc. The only difference is the timing in which your MP gauge starts to regenerate. If I hit forward and M, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, about when it starts to generate. But if I hit quarter circle forward in the button, 1, 1,000, 2, see? It started coming back much faster. There's actually a just frame timing that if you hit the button as soon as you finish the input, you get a blue good. And if you get the blue good, the meter starts coming back almost instantaneously. So again, is there a benefit to using the inputs that way? Yes. Do you have to learn it in order to play this game? No. You will be able to compete, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were some players that, you know, could get very, very strong in this game that never use the motions at all, ever. I use the motions almost exclusively, not necessarily because of the MP gauge uh, regain, but it keeps my brain organize on what's a skill button attack and what's a MP skill. Sometimes I get, like if it's back and forth, like Inquisitor where she throws a little oil, that definitely looks like a special move to me. And so if like she has a neutral MP and a back skill that look the same, I just use motions, helps me keep them separated from each other. How many other buttons are there? There's a guard button. So yes, left and right mix-ups will not be effective with the guard button. But as you notice, if I hit the guard button, I automatically go into a guard stance. While you're in guard stance, no other, whoops, no other button can do anything. The only thing you can do is jump out of guard. That's it. You can't even roll out of guard by holding guard and hitting forward on the controller. So what's the disadvantage of using the guard button? You can no longer tech throws. So obviously throws exist in the game. Throws have to exist in all fighting games. If you don't think so, fight me. I will debate you on that one. 
but throws have to exist. And so while you're in guard, you cannot tech throws. So if you have a good left-right mix-up, like let's say Inquisitor has, she has a really nice left-right mix-up at point-blank range. Uh, for example. <laughs> All right, because well, see me in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, for example, she has forward and skill, which is this dash, but it goes through people. And if you hit H again, she follows up with an attack. So if your opponent is only using the joystick standard hold back to block, this will blow them up. So in other words, if I run up, I can chain into it and get a mix-up. So, for example, if you block the first one, guard only in the beginning, I can a oops, I can actually do a left-right mix-up on you. So if your opponent is smart and says, ha ha, I will use the guard button, thank you very much, and block this mix-up for free, then you would just do something like that. And then when they get thrown, they cannot tech. So that's kind of the mix-up. If you think your opponent is using a lot of guard buttons on your left and right mix-ups, then you turn it into an attack or throw mix-up. And that's kind of the downside of using the guard button. And in fact, a lot of people, because of old skills uh, and just uh, you know being used to fighting games a certain way, most people don't use the block button. A lot of left-right mix-ups work. Injustice was a game where you could block by holding straight down. Trust me, my Catwoman was hitting everybody with a stupid left-right mix-up that had no right to work if they were holding straight down. No one's holding straight. Everyone's holding down back, okay? Uh, it's just, uh, as the game advances, I'm sure more people will use the guard button, but it'll take a while before we actually get to that point. So those are your five buttons right there. A, B, skill, MP skill, and guard. There is one more button, and is your awakening skill. This is your super button. There is no other shortcut for awakening. At least not that I know of. If somebody in the chat is like, actually, James, if you do, like, is all three buttons awakening? Nope, doesn't do it. There is no other shortcut for how to do your super. It is only this button. So this game is a true, this game is a true six button game. There are a couple more things in there. There is a conversion, which is like a Guilty Gear Roman cancel. Most accurately, it's a Tatsunoko versus Capcom Baroque attack where you can basically cancel yourself into neutral at the cost of all your white health. That is done by, by pressing B plus S at the same time. Every character has a throw. That is performed by hitting A plus B at the same time. So those ones you can also assign to their own buttons, but they also are just uh, doable by the existing buttons you have. Last thing is, of course, the dodge, as I told you about, which is forward plus guard. Again, you have to hit them at around the same time. If I'm holding forward and hit guard, oh, okay, walking forward and hitting guard will make me roll, but holding guard and hitting forward will not. Once you've gone into guard, the only thing you can cancel it with is a jump. 
But uh, in general, if you want to actually perform a roll, just hit him at the same time, forward and guard. And yes, this can actually uh, cross people up and such. And as usual with most fighting game rolls, invincible to attacks, vulnerable to throws, delay at the end. So if they're called out, you can punish them. Very, very standard roll. Oh, guard cancels. Good call, Necromancy Black. While you're blocking an attack, like that, uh, oops. Guard cancel is the same input as conversion. So if you're blocking this, hit forward, forward and uh, the conversion, which is B plus S. And then you will perform a guard cancel. That costs 100 of your uh, MP gauge. It's the only way you can do it. So if you have zero MP gauge and Striker gets you into a uh, guard break situation, you're kind of dead. <laughs> you're actually kind of dead. Uh, but that's how you do it, basically. Oh, one bit of note here, training mode. I had mentioned that it's buggy. For all of the recording uh, in training mode, make sure you set your buttons on player one and player two to the exact same thing. Make sure that both players are set to the exact same buttons or all of your recordings <laughs> will not work. And it's not even that it necessarily pushes the button that it thinks it is. Trust me, it's just, it's glitchy. Set both players to the same uh, input scheme and then your recordings and such will work. Bug, hopefully it gets fixed at some point in time. But th that's the controls for this game. Mechanically, uh, like I said, the MP gauge is the big thing. There's a lot of little things, like I said, the conversion drains your white health here. Unfortunately, my white health is automatically regenerating. So if I uh, set the guard, uh, let me see, how the immediate recovery, player one. It's on default. I guess you can't just set it to, to behave properly. Oh, here we go, HP recovery, default. So if I activate the conversion, you'll notice that I sacrifice all of my white health to do that. And white health, just like gray, just like gray health in Street Fighter, is something that you can gain back as long as you're not blocking or getting hit. One thing I should note to you guys, though, is that if you have white health, that is another power of the MP gauge. If I hit you with the MP... If I hit you with an MP gauge, you lose all of your white health. It doesn't matter which, if I toss this fireball, boom, all of your white health is gone. So that is something that you have to keep in mind when you're fighting against opponents. A lot of the times you want to try to end your combos with a special move so that as you're doing damage to them, you will actually finish it off and drain whatever white health you've generated. So for example, I can do like so. And there, I end the combo that way. I drain all the white health, basically. So uh, that's basically how that the MP gauge works. Again, I don't want to go into too much details about this. The game teaches you a lot in itself. There is a guard bar. If you look on the uh, next to the timer, 
Next to the timer circle, there's the, oh, by the way, I mentioned this before, but the less health you have, the, the more MP gauge you have. So you can see right there, it's 130 for Berserker. And as I keep damaging him, you notice how the MP starts to build up in chunks until it maxes out at 200. So 200 is the most that you can gain at that point in time. It takes 70, losing 70% 70 of your life to go into awakening mode. A lot of characters can heal themselves. If they go into awakening and heal themselves, do they lose awakening? Fuck no, dude. You stay just as powerful as you were before. You have to hold that. <laughs> uh, one other thing is that conversions can be done in the air and gives everybody kind of a universal high-low mix-up. So this is something that you're going to have to be careful of. So there's an empty low, and then there's um, an instant overhead, kind of the, the Ricky strategy from Marvel days. But again, uh, the conversion really opens up a lot of options. Some characters just have uh, instant jumping overheads. Inquisitor does not. But if you do have those, you can actually do the Ricky, which is jump overhead conversion and just keep the combo going. Conversion can also be done when you whiff things to keep yourself safe, etc., etc. Oh yeah, by the way, the Awakening animations are beautiful and they all should le actually legitimately... Like every time I see one of these uh, super animations here... Every single one of the time I see it, I play the Guilty Gear music in my head, right? It's just like... Destroyed! You know, like every single time I see one of those, that's the first thing that comes into my head. Um, also, when you go into Awakening, everybody gets a passive buff. So when you get to that 30%, you get the passive buff. As I mentioned, for example, uh, with Hitman, he gets that DP follow-up move. For characters like Swiftmaster, he just decides to go way faster than he normally does. So for example, if I set myself to not in Awakening with Swiftmaster, and clearly one of the best uh, awakenings in the game is Swift Masters here. So if I do this, for example, here's my speed, here's my dashes, here's my movement speed, etc. Here's my far B like this. This is one of the best moves in the game because it goes really far and automatically leads into combos. I set myself to 30, so I go into awakening. This is how fast I am now. Here's my dash. Look at this. Like, I'm like super fast now. This character gets kind of ridiculous at this point. He is so fast. So yeah, some people's awakenings are much better than others. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Uh, again, I don't want to go too into all of the mechanics in this game. That's a good basic overview of what to expect out of this game. But so what happens in this game? A lot of this game is trying to do as much of a combo as you can without using MP skills, but then using the MP skills in the best way possible to maximize the damage, to maximize the effect. And then, like I said, based on who you are, you may use all of your MP skills and go into exhaustion just so you can do as much damage or apply as much pressure as possible you could be a different kind of player in which you like to conserve your MP so that you don't spend all of it so you have access to a lot of different options at all times uh, one thing to note though as, as I mentioned since you can get up to 200 the lower your health is the more ham you can go <laughs> 
the more ham you can go. So um, there you go. So that's kind of the controls and the mechanics uh, of the game. Let's talk about the combo system a little bit because uh, this is kind of important as well. If you are a combo head like I am, what the hell just happened? Why did I? Because I changed the focus away from here, that's why. Um, if you are a combo head like I am, you probably want to know what the combo system is like. The combo system in this game is very freeform, and it's going to be dependent on the character. Swiftmaster, for example, has jump cancels on this button, which is great because if he throws out this orb over here, uh, the, the, the orb actually locks you into place. Uh, so, for example, if I do this here, like, see, see how that looked? See, and I don't push anyone away. So you'll actually see a lot of Swift Masters do the whole, and then they have this combo where they just keep looping this over and over again. This is a very chain-based combo system. Are there links in this game? Yes, there are definitely links in this game, and some characters absolutely rely on the links. So, for example, Hitman has a very, very, uh, um, has a very uh, uh, common link uh, with this boomerang attack that he has. Does this game have a buffer? I don't know. People have told me that the tutorial said it did. I don't remember seeing that. And I find it's actually hard to do some of these links harder than if it had a buffer system. So I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but uh, you should be able to hear the game sounds, right? Can you not hear the game sounds? I have it really, really low. I have it really low. Or I have it off. I've had it off this whole time. My God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot to turn the sounds on. Uh, what is the move that he has? Uh, I think this is one of them. How does he do that stupid tornado move? This move right here. Yes. Okay. So if you do this move, you can definitely link after it if you're close enough. Like that. So are there links in this game? Yes, there are links in this game. Still can't hear it or... There we go. So, again, there is a lot of combo variety in the game, but the main thing that I wanted to talk about the combo system is, you know, for the most part, different fighting games will have different limiters on fighting games. As a combo person, this is always a question I always ask. This is probably not a question that a lot of other people ask, so this answer will be for some some people out there but what is the combo limiter in this game right obviously this game is absolutely wild uh one yes there are otgs like marvel 3 the only certain moves can otg nicely enough the game tells you every time a move otgs it actually says ground it actually gives you a ground message so for example if i do this this move is an OTG. As you can see on the side there, it says ground attack. Are there a limited number of OTGs? <laughs> oh no! You can OTG as many times as you want. So I can do this combo, for example. Which looks like an infinite. Oh, they flipped out finally. The game's li combo limiter is the hit-stun deterioration system. 
a very common combo limiter system that applies to games like Marvel vs. Capcom 3, to like Guilty Gear Exerd. Uh, even Strive has a lot of that as well as characters get heavier and push back further and further away. Different kind of combo deterioration, but this game is about hit stun deterioration just like a lot of modern games like an Undernight in Birth for example. Dragon Ball Fighters is all about hit stun deterioration. So yes, without hit stun deterioration, this is an infinite. And I can just do this as long as I feel like I'm having fun. Okay, now they finally flip out. And no, it didn't do that much damage. It's because I have the opponent's life set a little bit lower. But yeah, that's basically uh, how it works, basically. So that's the combo limiter. So a lot of times when you're just playing this game, and yes, keep in mind, different moves will cause different amount of hit stun deterioration. I believe time is a factor as well. So if I do this combo, but I wait a little bit longer, it's a, I don't, I don't want to sit here and just try to prove this to you guys because that might take me a while. I think the hit stun deterioration will, tr yeah, triggered in less loops. So time is a factor for hit stun deterioration. There's a lot of different factors that go into it. Uh, certain moves, like I said, like this move right here, cranks up the hit stun deterioration. They don't let you do a lot after that move, uh, for example. So that's kind of how the combo system works. It's going to be largely chained. OTGs are very important in this game. A lot of characters, you're gonna wanna learn their hard knockdown moves. This is a hard knockdown move. I should mention that this game has ground recovery. Only one, one direction of ground recovery. Uh, that's not an example here. This move should be beep, ground recovery. There are hard knockdown moves. Learn your character's hard knockdown moves so you get free OTGs. Um, air recovery also exists in the game as well. Uh, interestingly enough, the air recovery is really interesting here. Um, if you do certain things, if you do certain things, let me see if I can actually, actually, you know what, I'll do uh, this combo here. There's the air recovery right there. When the opponent air recovers, they're invincible all the way till they land on the ground. I think someone can correct me on this. However, you can hit a button on the way down, which is really, really interesting. So I have the opponent right now set to attack on the way down over, uh, after getting hit. So if I do this combo, he can attack on the way down, as you see. And I think if you attack on the way down, you lose your invincibility. But if you don't attack on the way down, I don't think you can be hit. And someone please correct me if I'm wrong on this one. Uh, I might be able just to find out for you guys right now. See, like, I think you go through all the way. Yeah, so top left center confirms. Invincible all the way down if they don't press anything, but you lose it if you press something. Which is interesting because that doesn't exist in almost any fighting game right now. 
I think it's the first time that I've seen that in a recent fighting game in which you're invincible after the air recovery, but you can trade your invincibility for an attack on the way down. Really kind of an interesting mechanic that I haven't seen a lot of people really use a lot here. But again, hit stun deterioration, air recovery, ground recovery, hard knockdowns. Make sure you find your hard knockdowns. So Inquisitor can oil people up and once she oils people up, then a lot of her things that weren't hard knockdowns before, like for example, this is just flame combo here. But if I oil them and I hit them, then it pops them up and gives me a hard knockdown, for example. So I can just go, ooh, combo, you know? <laughs> so again, no limits on OTGs, only certain moves OTGs, find them. That's gonna be how you're extending a lot of your combos is through the OTGs, through hard knockdowns in general. Some characters are very good at just juggling you for a very long time. But again, the combo system in this game, pretty large variety. And when you go through the trials, it's actually pretty sick because every character really does feel very different. So uh, that's cool. Oh yeah, 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 I've definitely done the wheel in the back throw. Problem is, I can't find a way to combo off the wheel, though I swear I saw Tempest do it one time. So I need to ask him how he did it, unless I just, my memory is wrong. But anyway, it's not about Inquisitor. Uh, that's basically how the combo system works. So. Let's jump to the character archetypes, and I'm going through this pretty quickly. If you guys have some questions, make sure you put uh, Jay Chenzor in the chat so that I can uh, answer the questions. But let's go to the character archetypes over here. Um, this one's interesting, okay? Because, you know, obviously, like I said, the characters have a lot of variety in this game. There are gonna be a lot of the archetypes that you expect. Striker is the rushdown, launcher and uh, ranger are the zoners, grappler, hmm, what's his archetype? What could he be possibly, he's the grappler of the game. Uh, the interesting thing about this though right now is that a lot of people are gonna ask me, okay, I'm learning DNF Duel. Who's the Ryu of the game? Who is the basic character that will teach me how to play the game? I don't think he exists. I, I, I don't think he exists. I don't think that there's a single character in this game that plays to help you learn the game. <laughs> like everybody in this game is crazy. This is one of the first times I've seen a fighting game where like nobody can really be classified as the Shoto of the game. Is there a good game, to, a character to start with? No, even Striker, the rushdown brawler, you think would be super, okay, she's she's like the Chun-Li, I can rush, dude, she's probably per, one of the more complicated characters because she's one of the only characters that can chain her A, B, and S buttons into each other in any order. She's like an Undernight character, so she can create strings on her own, and she's got a lot of really dirty things, you know, like, it's, it, there's really not a basic character uh, in this game who will really just be like fundamental character learn the systems of the game if you do want one uh, I would definitely suggest like I would suggest Inquisitor except I don't think she's strong so I wouldn't go with Inquisitor Hitman might be a good character because he's got he's just strong 
and a lot of his stuff is cheap and it's broken and Hitman will teach you to pay attention to Awakening. <laughs> Hitman will teach you to pay attention to Awakening. He might be a good one. Vanguard, he's not a particularly strong character as well. So I don't think he's a good one. Uh, troubleshooter, maybe, because he's kind of projectile heavy. So Troubleshooter might be pretty decent. Uh, oh yeah, actually, honestly, Gutsar, most people will tell you that Inquisitor is not very strong in this game. And in fact, she's kind of on the early list for being low tier. Is she low tier? No, she's mid, probably. Is she one of the bottom three characters in the game? Potentially, but that's because Every character in this game is broken AF, okay? Every character in this game is just ridiculously stupid. And while Inquisitor's stuff is stupid, it's just not as stupid as everybody else's stupid. <laughs> uh, she's a scrub killer for sure though. She's 100% a scrub killer. Scrub killer, scrub killer. Yeah, Hitman combos aren't too tough either, says Duck Helmet, so there you go. So, oh god, don't play Enchantress, dude. Oh god. Kuno Ichi is kind of difficult. She's, she's fast, and her combos are tricky. Because, uh, again, one of her systems, like, this is what I mean by this game is kind of like a mind game as well. If you're fighting against Kuno Ichi and you don't realize this is happening to you, if you go in and say, I'm gonna learn how to fight Kuno Ichi by feel, Oh boy, you're gonna get murdered real fast because anytime Kuno Ichi hits you with a MP skill, she plants the uh, fire symbol on you. A lot of people have said it's the Akuma symbol. It is not the Akuma symbol. The Akuma symbol is Tien and has a line on the top as well. This does not have a line on the top and the, and the things in the middle are not a line. They're two separate strokes. That is the stroke for fire. But she plants it on you and you will blow up eventually. Like that. You just blow up eventually. So if you don't know that she does this and you're trying to attack and then you blow up and she combos you, then you're screwed, basically. So again, you have to learn stuff, but as a result, if I'm Kunoichi, I'm gonna have a hundred ways to be able to hit you with like frog combos and then extend it and then extend it at the perfect timing where you blow up and then I get to keep the combo going, etc. etc. She's going she's a very, very combo heavy character, and her combos can get really, really, really tricky. Um it's made by a Korean company, but Kunoichi is definitely a Japanese name. So that's probably why they made it Japanese in any case. So is there a good character to start with to learn crazy enough? I think Hitman might be the right choice. Hitman or Troubleshooter might actually be the two right choices. So as I said, uh, Hitman, and again, all the characters look super cool in this game. <laughs> the characters again it's a beautiful beautiful game but hitman has pretty much everything you want right he's got the range and then when i mean he's auto x factor once you get into awakening you're the most terrifying character in the game like if you're ranking the quality of awakenings and then you talk about swift master like dude swift master's awakening gives him the speed buff it's so good that's a 10 out of 10 top one awakening hitman's awakening is like at 25 and is like 
beyond being first place. It's like God tier, okay? He has like the best awakening in the game. Like, I don't even think anybody can debate on that. And so for you as a beginner, whenever you get drained to 30%, you become terrifying. And that's great because black back plus skill is a DP move, I mean, is an OTG and the follow-ups are hard knockdowns. So uh, you only get this follow-up when you're in awakening. And so <laughs> once Hitman goes into awakening, like life just sucks for you. Look how much damage I did off of an invincible DP. You forgot I had a DP. <laughs> and I just made that combo up myself right now. I've never done that combo before in my life. That was the first time I've just done that combo. And I just drained 60% uh, of your life <laughs> with a combo that I knew worked and did for the first time off of an invincible DP. Awakening is probably the best character to start with from the beginning. He's got a lot of really tricky things too like he has some legit instant overheads that you can combo if you time it right like it's hard uh diaphone is one of the best at this there is no burst in this game there is no burst in this game there is a guard break but there is no burst like you can combo that on taller characters but on other characters you would do awakening and then you can combo etc etc if you i mean conversion 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 uh not awakening you use the conversion to combo off of it so again as i mentioned early on a very dangerous game but this character great range here like i said forward c a very good move that rushes forward and is a pretty safe on block i think and even if it's not like it's easy to cancel this into this move here, which is plus, right? Remember I mentioned it's plus, and yes, on guard, that means you're safe, and I think you can act first. So I hit forward skill to attack from a screen away, and they block it, I can cancel into this, and now I'm safe. There's a lot of this in this game. And so, you know, one of the things about mind, the mind uh, factor in the game, I haven't mentioned frame data in this game. Obviously, like I said, frame data, big topic in the current FGC social media verse right now. Is frame data important in this game? I will say this, no, it's not. However, as people have pointed out, frame data is useful in every game. Do you have to sit there and study and memorize all these things? No, not really. But that means you're gonna get, you're gonna block this and hit a button and you will die because you don't know it's plus on block because you didn't study the frame data. <laughs> You'll learn this through time. It'll take you longer to learn, but do you need to sit down and study all the frame data in this game? Not really, because this game is crazy enough that in a lot of the situations, turns aren't going to be a matter, minus isn't going to matter, plus isn't going to matter kind of stuff. It's just, well, and anytime you're minus, remember, everybody has a DP. So if you block this move and you think he's going to hit a button, just DP and you'll hit him. So for example, if I go to the reversal and I turn this to on here like this and I set him to guard all, if I sit here and do this and tr whoops, oh God. I don't know how I'm going to show that because there's a gap in there. 
but if I hit a button, I will get DP'd, basically. So basically, because uh, that's there's a gap in there, unfortunately. So if I did this and tried to hit a button, I'll get DP'd by him, right? So you can bust out of a lot of minus situations with uh, the DP as well. So that's that's just an example, again, of why you can play this game a lot by feel and not have to worry about the frame data. Frame data is rarely gonna come up. I have no access to any frame data in this game and I've been having a blast with it so far. I haven't played against people a lot, so take that as you will. Um, but again, uh, it's, not, it's an easy game to lab out. Again, if you are a scientific mathematical person, absolutely grab the frame data and study the hell out of the frame data because it'll help you understand the game make sense what's plus what's minus why this works why this combos why this doesn't combo where's the gaps etc etc that'll obviously help you do you need it no no for sure no um but hitman good all-around character does he have a particular archetype yeah his he's He's of the archetype scary as hell, basically. Because like I said, he's one of the characters that you're going to learn if you fight a hitman. So it's very obvious where the awakening triggers. If you look at the yellow bar on Berserker's side, it's very obvious where awakening triggers. Most combos can do more than 30% damage in this game. Hitman is going to be a character you're going to learn very quickly to stop and drop your combos right before you put him into awakening and then try to hit him with another solid hit and finish him off at that point. But as a player yourself, you're gonna pay a lot of attention to your awakening because as soon as the awakening triggers, you are terrifying beyond all measures. And so it'll get you used to paying attention to awakening, to thinking about awakening. Like as an inquisitor player, like I, the only time I think about awakening is to combo into my awakening super. But like outside of that, I, j I basically don't ever have to think about my awakening. Like Inquisitor's awakening passive is basically almost pointless, so. Um, right, so Six Machine says, you could even be plus and it still ain't your turn because some characters have slow normals like Ranger who only has 10 frames as fast as normal. He has to guess DP or guard cancel to get out of some crazy pressure. Exactly, and again, See? Downloading frame data and looking at every character's frame data and seeing what the fastest move for every character is important. This game, I think the magic number is five. So everything minus four and beyond and, and lower, minus four, three, two, one, are all safe on block. Once you get to five, only the fastest characters can punish you. And then it goes up from there, basically. But the magic number of this game is five. Again, magic number meaning Street Fighter's magic number is three because the fastest normals are three frames. Uh, Tekken, the magic number is 10 because the fastest normals are 10. Soul Calibur, the magic number is 12 because the fastest normals are 12. Yes, there are some 10 frame moves, but for the most part, that's very, very unique, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so in this game, if a move is minus four or below, generally safe on block in this game. Uh, important to know. So again, let's get to these character archetypes here. Uh, I don't know if you guys want me to go into all the characters or if you just want me to describe them here. Uh, let me know in the chat, but Swiftmaster, top tier in the game, very, very powerful, 
has the, a lot of ability to control the screen and have the ability to uh, really dictate the pace of the match. Like I said, one of the best with punishing buttons in that standing B and just has so many ways to cause you problems. Like, what's this character's archetype? This character's archetype is Virgil. That's, that's the character archetype that Swiftmaster has, right? So instead of freaking swords that I can throw across the screen that get you blocked forever, I have that thing, which is, like I said, actually plus on block. I can also put on the Gucci belt and get in for free, or if they aren't aware for it, I can roll to the other side on their wake up and hit them with a cross up, etc., etc. I have the I have the best normal move in the game, basically, practically with this one, because if it hits, it guarantees your your combo works. Like it just works all the time. I have this orb which forces you to be vacuumed into it which lets me control a lot of uh, timing and space. So for example, even if I record Berserker to walk forward like this, if I throw out this orb and I make him walk forward, it inhibits his walking speed. So Swiftmaster has the ability to control all sorts of things. Like I said, even though this is a Zonk Knuckle, so you have to let go, you have to lose a button just to be able to use it. So a lot of combos, the trials will teach you how to charge in the middle of combos for things pretty well. And like I said, just really, really strong, high-low stuff like that. So like kind of like Kuno Iti, he's got this. He's got great safe jump setups, etc., etc. Very strong character. Lot of hard knockdowns. This move here, this move is a hard knockdown. So you cannot roll out of this. And like I said, from a screen away, if you hit him, that gives you a combo, etc., etc. Um, this character is very, very strong. However, as with the modern take on fighting games today, Keep in mind that this probably means if the game gets patches, Swiftmaster will be nerfed. Like, 95% chance that he'll get nerfed. Are they going to old Arxis nerf him or new Arxis nerf him? If it's old Arxis, he's going to be useless. If it's new Arxis, he'll still be pretty dang strong. <laughs> Happy chaos, uh, Nagoriyuki. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he'll still be pretty strong. So probably don't have to worry about it too much but that is what you kind of expect from Swiftmaster also if you like combos he's a good character as well because once you get this orb out he has some of the fun loop combos right he gets this jump can't oops I don't know the setup for this so I apologize to all Swiftmaster players but you can do oh yeah uh, let's see you throw the orb out and then you do uh, uh, whoops wrong button that's not the orb. This is the orb. So you go, uh, uh, uh. I've never done this combo before, so uh, I'm trying to learn this on the fly. Yeah, so see, you get these loops here with that orb there, and you can do some really, really fun combos uh, with him. So he's a fun combo character, if you like combos as well. Uh, Ranger is one of the two zoners in this game. Although as a zoner, he has good uh, he has good uh, rushdown stuff as well. Uh, he's probably less of a pure zoner than Launcher. Launcher's probably the purest zoner of them all. Ranger is a good launcher, but he has a lot of good ways to 
turn his zoning into really annoying offense when you're least expecting it, basically. But, you know, he's got, uh, what is it? Uh, how do you do the... How do you do... Oh, it's just... That's right. It's just slash. It's just B. It's just B. Look, you got a normal gunshot, a down gunshot. You know, uh, you've got crazy things where you can you know, shoot at people like this. You can come at them like that and shoot at them. Uh, he's got a really good slide here that, you know, if people are trying to get in, like, oh God, this is so annoying. Whoops. And he's good at guard crush, yes. So if, if you're getting annoyed at this kind of thing here, like, oh God, this is so annoying. And you rush in and Ranger knows it, he can do that. And then he just gets combos for days off of that. I think he can like chain that into something. Uh, I forgot how to do this now. Like he can go up into the air. Yeah, like that. And then once you're up in the air, if you hit the MP button, you can do Dante and then still fire on the way down. So like I said, Ranger is a really interesting character. He's not exactly a zoner. He's a hybrid zoner make you make mistakes and kill you for it character. If you come into this character and think you're gonna win just by doing this and shooting these things, this is a really good zoning tool. This is a good guard break mechanic uh, because if I set the opponent to guard everything, look at my guard gauge, there's five blocks. That's one block is gone, that's two blocks are gone, that's three blocks are gone. Ranger has very excellent guard breaking uh, ability. Uh, compared to a lot of other characters. So he's kind of this interesting hybrid zoner uh, rushdown kind of character. Because like I said, he also has crazy things like he gets in your face and does stuff. And then he has the ability to lock you down so that he can run up and do more stuff, etc, etc. So don't think of him as a pure zoner. If you like zoners but still have interesting combo paths and everything, that's what you want to do. Berserker is a high risk reward character. He is basically the Ragnus. He's the Ragna Blood Edge, wasn't his name? Ragna Blood, Bloodlust, whatever his name is. Oh, grenade, right. He's got a grenade that he can toss from the air that sits there and blows up eventually and can act as a combo breaker as well. Um, Carmine from Uni, yeah. Every character has these guys that, you know, I drain my own blood. And when he goes into Awakening, though, every hit heals himself. And like I said, he stays in Awakening this way. Uh, you've probably seen Punk is a person who plays this character a lot. And he's just got crazy combos for days. And like, he, but the thing is, he goes into modes. He's got a rage mode and he's got a non-rage mode. Uh, so if I start him with um, full health, anytime you go into rage mode, you start losing health. But the thing is, when you're in rage mode, you're stronger, uh, your special moves are more powerful. There's a couple of other benefits that you get when you're in rage mode. But you do lose your health, and so you can jump out of rage move by hitting the opponent with an MP skill jumping out of it or like Nagoriyuki landing your command throw in which that will heal all of your white health. So no matter how much white health you have, if you land this command throw, you gain all of that back. So again, 
very high risk reward character but as a result because when he's in this mode since he's draining his meter all the time he also gets some of the best conversion mix-ups so I just did that I can activate this again and then now I have a tiny bit of like I can activate this again and now I have this high low again activate high low again he's gonna have most access to conversion shenanigans than any other character and you'll see punk the god for example use a lot of that this is his favorite mix-up basically so uh yes conversion is available even if you never get hit as doc wiley says so yeah i have no idea when to take my turn against berserkers that th that's plus on block um and again it's important they tell you this in the trials they tell you this in their tutorials, so very important. When you go to the tutorials, uh, every time you hit the opponent with a special move, a little box appears down at the bottom of the screen in the, tuto in the tutorial section of your MP skills and your skills. Anytime you hit the move opponent with that move, there will be a little box at the bottom of the screen that describes the move. And it describes this move as being plus. He has ridiculous range. This move covers the sky and the ground and everything, so you try to get in and you get hit and die. If he actually uses this move and vacuums you and does this, he's plus on block again. And uh, not only that, but a standing B hits 10,000 miles away and converts into full-on combos if you know Berserker combos, which I I don't uh, but again very scary kind of character high risk high reward you have to understand how he goes in and out of rage mode so that you know how to take advantage of him and then try to make sure you can drain that white health if you see him build up a lot of white health make sure you murder him so what's his archetype high risk high reward not necessarily rush down not necessarily zoning because he can actually kind of do both he can actually do kind of both now, Vanguard, I would actually say, is probably one of the most straightforward characters in this game. However, like I said, he is considered a little bit on the lower side of the tier. So he's mid, right? So he's good. He's just not broken like everybody else uh, is in this game. But he's pretty straightforward. And like I said, his main gimmick is that everything combos from the C button. And uh, look at this range, it's ridiculous. So everything can like turn into death, basically, uh, from all sorts of ranges. So if I hit you from here, you know, uh, what are like some of the, oh, I think it's like, uh, 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 not this move. Oh, it's this move. That's right, his neutral B has follow-ups, basically like this, right? So you can actually do like, uh, 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 that's a hard knockdown, OTG, and then the C, 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 etc. Vanguard is the damage character. When he hits you, you will lose a ton of your health. I just drained 50% of Berserker's life in a combo that I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> So he's big buttons, damage, scary dude. Is he broken? No, which is strange enough. But like one of the nice things is that you have 10 years to hit confirm off of this. And so you can actually, whoops. So that same move that I use into the combo can actually go into this, which just does a lot of chip damage and keeps me safe. Very easy to hit confirm and such, but again, He's, he's slow, 
He's a little bit slow, so uh, his fastest buttons are a little slow, so you can get rushed down a little bit. And with the fact that the strongest characters are characters like Kunoichi, like Swiftmaster, getting rushed down is just a real, real problem. But if you get the hit, it's fun to watch people melt. Slow, high damage character. Launcher, the true zoner in the game. The true zoner in the game and the true waifu of the game, I guess. Well, if you like tall women. I mean, for me, look, she's got glasses. I like glasses. People know this, right? People have been to my stream many times know I'm a glasses guy. So I wanted to use Launcher, but she's a little too zony for me. Uh, but yeah, she has very limited, like all of these buttons are, nor are my normal buttons. This is A, this is 2A, this is B, this is 2B, and then this is all of my uh, C attacks. They're all projectiles, even my jumping seat. My jumping special move is a giant nuke from the sky that does a ton of guard damage. That's another one of my MP skills. Here's another MP skill. This is the only normalish looking one and that's because it's a DP. This is her DP here, uh, which is kind of good because it can combo into her awakening, which is nice. Uh, not a lot of characters can do stuff like this. Oh no, it's not this move. It's a different move that combos into the Awakening. What is the move that combos into the Awakening? There was something. I'm pretty sure that comboed into the Awakening. That was a hard knockdown. Was it just... Oh, was it just a slide? It was this move. That's the one that combos into the Awakening. That's what it is. <laughs> that combos into the Awakening. So, like Ranger, she has this move that'll catch you for being a little bit too much, too aggressive trying to get in on her. But she's more of the true zoner in this game. Doesn't mean that she doesn't have really fun combos in the corner in which you can shoot people all day and like do stuff like this and just like do all sorts of crazy juggles in the corner. She's got that kind of stuff. But um, she is probably the most zonery of the characters uh, in, the, in this game. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind about this character. If you like zoning, if you like staying away and making people mad. Enchantress, the puppet character. The puppet character. So what's random always give me Sky Tower? I'm trying to use random to get a good variety of stages and random is putting me at Sky Tower every single damn time. What the hell, game. Um, but puppet character. Normally the puppet doesn't do anything. The puppet can't even be hit. So it's just whatever. But if I do neutral special, you'll see that we swap positions. Now bear is in front. And once the bear is in front, now all of my MP attacks become something different. So, so the forwards MP attack is this. Back MP attack is that. Down, whoops. Down MP attack is this and neutral will always swap back and forth. If you notice something that while I am in uh, puppet mode, uh, my MP drains very slowly automatically. I can hold the guard button and move just the bear, for example. So if I wanted to get closer, but I still have to let go of the button in order to make the bear do stuff, I accidentally hit the awakening button. But you can definitely do a lot of combos with this because since swap is just a special move, yes, 
I can cancel into it and really uh, shortens a lot of my recovery. Obviously with gaps, but if your opponent doesn't know, you're li they're like, what the hell is she doing? So all I'm doing is just canceling into the swap all day. And you can just kind of go nuts like that. The other thing that's important to note about this character is that if your puppet does happen to walk really far away from you like this, uh, anytime you jump and do neutral, the puppet will teleport back to you. So you can always control where the puppet, you can always make sure the puppet is near you as long as you're, look at that, see, it's just, I'm just taking it with me. <laughs> Whereas normally if he's over there and I just do the switch, he's gonna switch in place. But as soon as I jump, it pulls the, the puppet back over. So, you know, like a Zato, like a Carl, etc, uh, etc. Et Arxis loves their puppet archetype characters. That's Enchantress. That's Enchantress. You might think it's uh, Dragon Knight. It's not. Dragon Knight is less, is more assist than it is a puppet character. Enchantress is your puppet character right here. Probably going to be high tier uh, at some point in time. Probably going to be one of the best characters as more people figure out the characters as puppet characters usually do. So we'll see uh, or, oh, her puppet can do the uppercut when it isn't activated. Yes, yes, yes. Troublemaster. Really hard for me to describe this character. I'm just gonna manually pick stages because the stages are beautiful. He's just like the hybrid everything. In fact, he's really similar to Hitman in my opinion, but he's more of the trap lockdown character and he's definitely far more projectile based than Hitman. In fact, one of his most powerful moves is just jumping C or jumping S. The grenade, super annoying move. And it OTGs people too, by the way. That OTGs, so uh, you can definitely OTG into juggles and such. So he's got good range on his normals here. He's another gunshotty character. Um, like he's got almost full screen gunshots. He's got a good DP, He's but he's also got this. So this is a move that hits on the way up and plants a shield like this. So if your opponent, get, you can end combos with this thing. Um, and then they have to respect the explosion afterwards because that detonates after a set amount of time. So you knock them down and you get free pressure here because they're scared of the explosion. However, you can also use moves such as your crouching A to set off the explosion. And there you go. I can set it off anytime I want, even to the point where uh, if you do it right, It should OTG as a combo. So it, it depends on if I juggle them or not. So if I set him to jump, for example, and I do something like that, I can shoot the thing and blow him up and actually OTG him off the ground, uh, essentially. So he's a very, he's like Hitman, but more projectile based. Um, very straightforward combos. Uh, if you wanted me to name his character archetype, He's the Maximilian dude. So this is, if you like playing as Maximilian dude, this is the character for you. Uh, that is the archetype for troubleshooter here.
really hard to describe him, honestly, as a normal archetype. Uh, Dragon Knight is, like I said, the, um, oops, I forgot to pick a different stage, oh, whatever, is the assist character. So while you have a dragon, the dragon isn't really autonomous, the dragon is only a neutral special move, and then after you call the dragon, if you hit another button right away, the dragon does something different. So for example, if I hit this, he comes down there and does a sonic wave, that's neutral special. If I hit light, a, a light attack immediately afterwards, he does that into multiple fireballs. So you can use him as a way to lock the opponent down. If I hit B afterwards, he goes in there and shoots ginormous fireball. If I hit C afterwards, or at skill, he does flippy attack, basically. So. Again, the way this character largely works is like when you launch people, you can make sure you do follow-ups after there and get long combos. That's one of the things that the trial talks about. The other thing about Dragonite is she has the most mobility out of the characters in the game. Her jumping neutral special move does not summon the dragon, but makes her float. And when she floats, she can go left and right and immediately attack. Or if you hold forward and backwards and hit the button, you will air dash. And as you air dash, you can still attack, which will end her jump. So yeah, you can see I can get like situations like that. And even stuff like this is a launch right over here. So one of the trial combos is uh, you do this into, um, what is it, back? Back and, oh no, it was forward. Like this into flight. So you cancel that into flight, dash forward, and then you can keep getting the juggle afterwards. And then, etc. keep the combo going and such like that. So very interesting movement character. And in fact, you know, one of her jumping attacks is this little bomb that she can throw like this. You can cancel it into the flight and throw another one. You can jump up, throw a bomb, come down, keep the combo going, etc., etc. So, uh... To be honest with you, she's one of the characters that I was kind of interested in playing because she seems really interesting. And I haven't seen a lot of characters master her. But is she a uh, puppet character? Not really. Uh, I would say she's more of an assist. She's like MVC the character, right? She's a versus game character because she does have the air dashes and the interesting movement. And the dragon acts more as a assist, right? Will it be doom assists? So that, you know, it comes down there and then locks the opponent down with pestered fireballs? Or is he going to be a combo extender? You know, and then you launch him back into that. And like I said, the trial has some examples of that. Uh, yeah, Zoe. No, Zoe? Uh, Zoe? Zoe is not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe is. I was thinking of Narmaya. Narmaya is the stance character. Uh, Zoe is the uh, dragon character. Yeah, so... Probably similar to Zoe, right? So there you go. Um, but I, I, a character that I feel like is gonna get strong. Um, Kunoichi, the ninja character. And so you can just imagine a lot of uh, really dirty, sick, high-low, left-right mix-ups and just really strong. That bomb planning that she does on you is freaking terrifying. 
because every time she hits you with something, if she doesn't use it in the combo, you have to you have to respect it. And like I said, she's got a lot of ways for tricky movement options. You know, she's got this ter that teleport. She has this frog attack, which is really good, where she drops a frog and then the frog shoots a fireball. And what makes that terrifying is that, you know, you, she can use it in strings like this and then keep comboing into the fireball on block. That fireball gives her a free in, etc., etc. The frog can OTG. The frog can juggle as well. I think, like, oh, what is it? Like, uh... What button do they use? Yeah, I can't do that way. But in any case, she's scared. Oh, you know what it is? She's got a two-hit heavy here, uh, like this. Or was it uh, this one here? No, I think it was just the two-hit heavy. So you do, uh, 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 into the frog. Yeah, there you go. Then you can keep the combo going and do all sorts of crazy things afterwards. Uh, like I said, she's got this fire, which is really nice, and plants the bomb on you. Now you have to be scared. She's got a tornado that moves forward and hits 7,000 times that once you block it, it locks you down. And then she has uh, air kunai like this, which rains down on you. And then she can still hit buttons on the way down. She's the only character with a double jump. And yes, I can teleport into double jump, for example. Uh, and then, of course, uh, all of her special moves can be charged up. So in other words, if I want to do the tornado like this, if I hold the MP button, she charges it up and it's an even bigger tornado, faster tornado, more hit tornado. And her awakening is that, uh, her awakening passive is that if she's in awakening, it charges up much faster. That's the normal speed right there. The last one you saw was the fastest one, so. She's a very scary character and some people are even saying she might be stronger than Swiftmaster in the end. Uh, in terms of who the best character is in this game because she can get downright oppressive and she's got a lot of lot of cheeky mix-ups and so you really oh yeah and remember her projectile like this doesn't cost any meter this is just a normal move so she can kind of zone you out a little bit with this and then and then all of a sudden teleport in your face etc etc so her archetype ninja <laughs> if you like ninjas you like ninjas uh, Inquisitor, even though I play her, really hard to say what her archetype is. Uh, but uh, the archetype really is kind of like the debuff archetype, I would say. Her, even though it doesn't seem like it, like one of the... Yeah, Swiftmaster is a monster, for sure. For sure, a lot of people... Swiftmaster is clearly the number one character in the game. But like I said, I've heard people discuss it, that Kunoichi might be stronger. But this oil right here is a debuff that makes all my special moves more powerful, like a hard knockdown, like this thing here. Even though I get a hard knockdown, it's a small hard knockdown, but if I oil them. But also, if I hit people with a special move, look at the opponent's meter. You notice that it just kept draining? So after you hit them with this, and then if you hit them with a special move and sets them on fire, their life just keeps draining. It's an automatic 50 to 70 free damage, depending on the move that you use to trigger it. So she's kind of this character who wants to keep you oiled up as long as possible so that she can do stuff. And then like I said, she's got neutral busting moves like the wheel, 
etc etc but she's slower but has really kind of incredible range uh, even just for lights I mean that's her light right there which all confirms into stuff uh, she's got really nice air combos and stuff off of this launch because then she actually gets to continue juggling like this and stuff uh, she doesn't have a lot of mix-ups though so like even if you're blocking the wheel the entire time outside of conversion she can't get a high low while you're blocking it it's not a true left right because it's absolute guard you're not gonna stop blocking in the middle of it like in samurai showdown uh, she has the potential to be good I don't think she'll be top tier in this game most people consider her one of the weakest right now I don't know what her archetype is supposed to be except for debuff archetype because remember this is not a special move and this move is actually kind of annoying because of the way that it launches her back like this so you can kind of use this and this move to just kind of like be really annoying in neutral so like you're just like oh fire oh oil oh fire oh fire oh oil and it's kind of annoying in neutral this is how tempest was playing her a lot so she's this weird very like calculated character but again like i said this is a character i main so like you just want to make sure that everything you do takes you to the corner and re-oils the opponent again this is completely from one side of the screen to the other whoops and you can oil people and so corner oil corner oil she's she might be the corner trap character, basically. Um, Striker. Typical rushdown character. She is absolutely the rushdown character of absolute terror and uh, fright. Because uh, she is the only character who can chain moves from one direction to the other. Her biggest weakness, obviously, going to be range. She doesn't have a lot of range, um, but once she gets in on you, God, like, life sucks. But again, I can do C into A, skill into A. So on true, on block strings, for example, as long as I haven't used crouching A, for example, I can just do stuff like that. And now I get to kind of reset my offense, or actually I should probably whiff this button so I can do, see, look at that. And then I can try to rush in again, basically. <laughs> and so you can do all that kind of stuff. So you can reverse beat with her. As long as you haven't used the button, you can keep using the button. But the other thing that makes her really powerful is that uh, all of her MP skills chain into each other. All of them chain into each other including her DP chains into her air special move which makes her DP safe on block and plus in that situation she has a dive kick fortunately you don't have to stand up and block it but her dive kick is really scary and is plus on block so it gives her turns again so basically she can do stuff like the uh 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 and then jump up dive kick jump up dive kick back into this thing rush down special move special move special move you know <laughs> so like uh 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 like i don't know what it is like i don't know what the sequence is to get 
Yeah, like if you do it at the right timing, like you can force that to be a true block string. That, was that a block string there? I'm not even sure. Yep, there it was. So you can't do it, you can't cancel it on with, but if you do it right, you can do uh, 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 whoops. You can do like uh, 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 DP into it again, and then just be plus. God, it's so... <laughs> I haven't used this character a lot, but here we go. Uh, button on the way down, button again. Uh, 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 oh, and then just loop it. And yes, she has true guard break sequences. That is a true block string from 100% to 0% guard. And she will basically kill you if you do not have the ability to uh, guard cancel. So a lot of times she can play in a way that forces people to use all their meter for guard cancels and she's terrifying when she gets in. Um, yeah, obviously her, her DP doesn't hit very far forward just to make sure that it's not broken as hell. But she looks like she's supposed to be straightforward rushdown character. No, she's actually a little more complicated than that. Uh, grappler is the grappler, but probably one of the scariest grapplers in all of history because grappler is basically the true definition of the grappler threat of the throw makes you open yourself up to death. Because grappler, not just off of his throws, even though the throws work, grappler, if he hits you, you die. Like two touches, you're dead. Like that's legit something that grappler can do like if he just like uh what is it i forgot how he does it yeah like this thing here yeah like this thing from, from look how far like look far that this can like and then you like bounce look he has like crazy crazy combos that you lose half your life but you know his standing skill is a throw so normally he has a throw that just does this and then normally you can get a combo off of it like this but he's also got a charged version of the throw which goes a lot further and faster in fact all of his buttons can be charged uh, so this is his anti-air but if I charge it then I get like this normally I see how he just drops to the ground but if I charge it then I get a bounce and I get a combo uh, this move right here is plus on block so if you're scared and are blocking, he can just keep pressuring you and you're scared. The charge version is even more plus on block and I can link after it really easily. And then his MP moves, that's regular, that's the green. But if I charge it, it's red and it becomes plus on block. You can extend its range. Uh, dude, if this character touches you, you die. He legit drains half your life the entire time. Uh, this is his true command grab. Look how fast that damn thing is, dude. You just, you don't even see it, right? Now you can obviously charge it, and if you charge it, then if the opponent sits there long enough, you get juggles off of that. So I'm pretty sure if I do this, I can do that and get a juggle or something like that. Yeah, I know Tragic was one of the people who was specializing in those just frame things uh, so that you can actually get like, combos that you didn't think that you you could get uh so kind of like abigail if you hold it too long it won't combo if you do it too short you won't get the special move you won't get the charged up version but there is a magic distance right in the middle that you can hold it for to get to the next level uh tragic aka fight element is one of the proponents of that basically
Um, yeah, so you can get combos and stuff like this all day. And he's just terrifying in that way. But what are his weaknesses? Of course, not a lot of ranges. Although this move basically is kind of a no neutral skipping button. His forward special move is kind of one. It has armor and then if you charge it and hold it all the way, I think it just has hyper armor forever. I believe if you hold this move here, that move also gets hyper armor and then you basically murder people and it's jump cancelable into that throw and then you can do all dude he's yeah he drains all of your life if you're not careful basically I think you can walk up and juggle like there and then you're supposed to be able to do like all sorts of crazy things uh, something like that he's crazy so again he's like the prototypical uh, grappler to the nth degree in that once he gets up to you he's scary and drains all of your life if you make a mistake so you can keep him out for a whole game then he gets in and then you die uh, Crusaders kind of uh, like the Anacharis kind of zoner I would say he's a very very strange character and has some really interesting mechanics he's like the weird character the character that does everything opposite of what the game should be. Like I said, he doesn't have the chains uh, that normally all the other characters have. He has the ability to limit the screen space by putting up walls that, yes, you cannot jump past. So he's like Agonos and in Killer Instinct. He actually puts walls into the game. And like I said, it's five frame tracks and he can combo off of it. So if you're just over here and not careful, then he gets combos off of this kind of thing. Uh, he has the ability to armor up, and now he has armor, and it enhances all of his special moves to have extra explosion. If you don't do anything, the armor runs out, and you get tired and vulnerable. Or you can actually just do things like activate it, like activate that move, which then takes you out of the mode. Or you can even plant disco lights, basically. Whoops, uh, you have to hit back, that's right, it's back. So you go into the air and you do your special move. You can plant disco lights that eventually shoot down and give you a free combo and stuff like that. His jumping uh, special move, if you look at it, 30 MP, it's very cheap. It's a very good, so you can zone with this. This button here is not a special move. This is just forward and skill, so it costs you no meter. So you can try to zone with this all day and just be annoying and then once they get annoyed and try running forward, you throw a wall and then you catch them and then you die. Character's terrifying. Best character in the game if he uses infinite. Uh, without the infinite, he's very high tier. Uh, also, uh, one of the things he can do, this is his jump uh, skill where he just comes down and drops on your head. You can Kara cancel that into the spear and you see how that makes it so that I just throw the super plus low to the ground spears. So if you can learn how to do this, he becomes even more terrifying. Like, oh, but see, I can't chain. I can't chain. I can't do AB. I can't do that. I just have to do AA into special. So yeah, uh, he's the weird character in the game who kind of defies all the rules. Ghostblade, ah, oh, God. I don't see a lot of them, uh, and he's the character that I've mentioned that does not have a DP. 
He's only got a teleport, which is one of the things that makes him a little bit weaker than most other characters. Um, so that's, like, if he had um, an actual DP, I think a lot of people might consider him but one of the stronger characters. But his DP is a teleport. So he doesn't get to hit you, he just gets the hell out of dodge uh, with, his, uh, with his DP button. But basically the idea of him is that he can summon the ghost that will do work for him, that extends combos for him. And see, you can do stuff like that, the neutral one. If the, if the ghost hits, you teleport. If you hit the button again, you teleport to a crumple and you get more hits. So you can see, oh, it hit? Let me teleport over. You can do it too slow, obviously, but... And then you get all sorts of crazy combos like that. The other thing, too, is that if you throw out the ghost, if you use the teleport move, you teleport to the ghost. So in other words, if I, for example, if I do this move, uh, like, uh, I do this move, not that move, this move. This move, and he goes past you like this. If I teleport, I'll automatically go to where he is. So I'll go to the other side, and he keeps going too, etc., etc. Yeah, he's got a lot of left-right mix-ups. Gun, Gun Judikai says that you need to use the block button versus Ghost Blade, and I agree with that because, you know, with the ability for him to do that on block, like this, whoops, uh, this, and then all of a sudden he's on this side. And remember, you don't have to worry, you're not worrying about his attack. The ghost is coming from the other side too and might cross you up. So, you know, he's a really interesting character design. I think he's one of these characters that might become super strong as time moves on or he might just end up not being really anything all that great. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure, but he's a very, very interesting character. Yeah, you, I think you can definitely throw in a throw in the middle of that, if I'm not mistaken. Perhaps, maybe, maybe not. Ah, there it was. Got it. So in between those three hits, I can get the throw, etc., etc. He's got, he's a very unique character, kind of more... Like, I don't want to call it an assist character, because it's not as much as an assist character, but, you know, cool archetype and a uh, very unique character. And again, his anti-air isn't 2S. Two, uh, he has this move instead, which can't be chained, and also can't even be cancelled into his, any of his specials. Like, he's just got this 2S that can't be cancelled for some reason, but that's because if it hits, it, like, freaking hurts. Uh, and, um... Yeah, look how long you reel from that. So I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with this. Uh, Rob on combo, it's actually pretty nasty, like if you juggle people out of the air and stuff. But obviously, if you have conversion, you definitely can do crazy stuff off of that. Look at that. Look at that. I had 10 years to combo that, so. Oh, that's right. He has this thing here. And if you block it, there's a gap in there, too, yes. So there you go. Very interesting character. I'm not sure what to describe him as an archetype. 
Um, just another one of those really unique characters. And again, uh, there's one more character, Lost Warrior, the boss that I haven't unlocked. I don't know how he plays. He time freezes you if he hits you with enough special moves. And he teleports around the place and it looks really evil. Uh, I'm not saying his gameplay looks really evil. I'm just saying he looks really, e he's like, I'm evil. Because I think he's the boss. But again, as you can see, the character variety in this game is massive. There's going to be a character that you like in this game. Um, oh, I see. No one is... Are you talking about uh, Lost Warrior 6 Machine? Or are you talking about Ghost, uh, Ghost Blade uh, in, in terms of nowhere on the screen is safe? Um, so that's it, really, for the episode today. I think I covered all the thoughts that I have, and again, I need to remind everybody, there's no air blocking in this game, which makes it sound like that, like, how are you even supposed to play this? But I would recommend checking out the Can Opener series. In fact, one of them I think is going on right now for DNF Duel. That's the tournament that Yipes runs. Uh, I've seen players like JB using Swiftmaster. Oh, Tornadoes, what a surprise. Uh, you know, Punk plays Berserker. Diaphone plays Hitman. I've seen Abbock play uh, Hitman really well. Uh, Squat Vermillion has one of the best strikers out there. I've seen some sick Kuno Ichis. Dude, like, like I said, watching this game is a blast. And after doing all the trials for the game and then watching the matches, it's amazing because like now I know what everybody does. It just doesn't look like it's just random BS. Like after doing all the trials and now watching the tournaments, it's really fun. Tampa Never Sleeps has a bunch of tournaments. Like I said, the Can Opener series has a bunch of tourna tournaments. I would definitely recommend going to YouTube and watching those, you know, after seeing what some of these characters can do and just watch. And like I said, even if you don't play the game, you know, in the FGC, one of the things I like to promote is just enjoying all fighting games. So even if this game isn't for you to play, even if you think this game might have scrubby neutral, dude, like watching other people play and, you know, be tryhards for it and sweat on this game is fucking hilarious, dude, because the game is so busted and it's so like, I mean, again, it's right up the alley for a lot of these guys. I think a lot of the guys out there love this, right? Like they are just having a blast playing these super broken ass characters and like you can be hitman who's super cheap and just be like goddamn swiftmaster is the stupidest character ever like how did they even let him and then you could be a swiftmaster player and just be like i just blocked all of freaking striker and i don't have health and i can go why would they let her do that like it's one of those games where if you don't like if you don't hate every other character in this game something is wrong <laughs> And uh, it's one of the, 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 the really cool things about this game. And it's a lot of fun to watch. So I definitely recommend that uh, if you have the chance. Uh, for those of you who are in the stream watching this right now, uh, trying to get an idea of this, uh, in the chat, let me know, or even on YouTube right now, if you've made it this far, let me know if you enjoyed this kind of video, if this actually helped you understand and give you an idea, if you liked the kind of analysis, because it's not just like, 
this game's graphics are great, and it has a you know a, a a a capable story mode, and the character designs are really cool. You know, like I'm actually talking about it from how you would appreciate it, how you would approach it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so if it's one of those, if you're enjoying this kind of video, I'll try to keep making sure I do videos like this in the future for new fighting games out there to help you guys understand what to look for in fighting games, etc., etc. So uh, let me know if you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I'm going to turn this off and turn this on here. Oh, no, not that one. Oh, I don't have it here. Dang. Okay, well, uh, I'll turn that one on anyway, just so you guys can see as best as possible. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. I hope you all heard that. I hope you all heard that. Mwah. Hi. Cool. Thanks, Hertrune. Appreciate that. Hertrune says, I'm realistically never going to play this game, but we'll for sure watch it. So this was a great primer to be able to watch it in a more educated fashion. Exactly. Thank you for the bits, Lurker Spine. If you guys still want to continue to support Ultra Chen TV, I'm still working on trying to find uh, future hosts for the show to be able to keep up with the news and all that stuff like that. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep doing uh, random things on Tuesday like this. But if you enjoyed this and you found this very useful and uh, you want me to do this again for future fighting games that come out, uh, let me know and I will definitely try to do that. Even if I can't describe the game well, I'll find an expert who can describe the game uh, if that's the case. So, But that is uh, dun uh, DNF Duel. I almost called it Dungeon Fighter. DNF Duel. Uh, I think it's, like I said, extremely degenerate game. But as an old schooler who's come from a long line of degenerate games like Vampire Savior, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Children of the Atom, you know, freaking uh, any one of these games. Like freaking Virtua Fighter 1 where Lau can ring you out from the edge of the screen, from one edge to the other. Like I'm used to having games like this and I kind of have been sad. A lot of fighting games have been shying away from being as broken as possible because those are seriously someone said early on in the chat are the some of the longest lasting fighting games of all time mvc2 third strike super turbo all of these games are broken af they are degenerate as hell and it is probably one of the reasons why they've survived so long you know it's easy to see a game like this and be like there's no neutral this game is scrubby one button specials like this is dumb to just take any like oh my god this character is op like it's easy to do that and again in an environment where you're playing for money, for tournaments, for seeding, like for an Arc Revo World Tour, I get it. I get that it can be a big turnoff. But if you're just looking for something that you can smash buttons and just feel powerful, which is so underrated when it comes to fighting games, feeling powerful is one of the fight. Because like, like there was a great video uh, of uh, someone. Oh, what was his name? He was playing against uh, Latalis Venator's Agonos. Uh, with um, Hisako. Uh, Nick uh, retweeted this one just recently. Uh, Nikki FGC just retweeted this. And basically, the player was complaining about Agnos. He was like, God, this character's so dumb. Yeah, he just punished me from full screen. And I lost all of my health. This is so stupid. And he got drained down to like a tiny life bar. And then he hit Latalis Venator's Agnos and then just vortexed him to death. And he was like, 
Yeah, Hisako's kind of cheap too. <laughs> and he starts laughing. Like, that's what DNF Duel is. You're going to play this game, and then, you know, Swiftmaster's just going to piss you off so badly. Then you hit him with one thing with Grappler because they fell asleep at the wheel for half a second. You drain half their life, put them into another mix up, and then they die. And then you're just going to be like, yeah, I'm a god. Like, that's this kind of game. Like, you're going to get mad at a lot of the BS that's out there, but then when you land your BS, you will feel good. And so that's kind of the power of a degenerate fighting game is when you get to do your shit, it feels super, super good. And yeah, I think uh, Braganza says it pretty good here. This game isn't good. This game isn't bad. This game is fun. And that's a really good way to describe it. And, you know, uh, I, I feel like a lot of fighting games have been missing that recently so do i recommend this game absolutely do as someone in the chat mentioned 50 dollars. there's no season pass as we know of so far so we don't even know if this game is going to get patched or developed any further but uh if you have the money to spare and just want a new experience and have some fun you might want to pick this up or like i said just get used to enjoying watching this game because watching this game at tournaments is going to be a blast you can already see kind of like this weird backlash out there of people being like why wasn't this game at evo god i want to play this at evo so bad and you know when bb tag was put into evo before it came out everyone was like why would you do that you don't even know if the game's gonna be good like can't win but that's kind of the 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 passion that some of these dnf dual hardcore players are finding they're really enjoying this game a lot and if you are the kind of player who can put up with getting hit by dirt and bs and then exact your own bs this game is perfect for you so um really 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 fun yeah bb tag is super hype dude uh you get some of the hypest shit out of that game because that game is so broken and that's just kind of the idea of this whole entire game so if that sounds like something that you enjoy uh definitely look into it even if you don't play it hopefully this video helped you so that while you watch it you have an idea of what characters are doing and you can have a really good time just imagining how salty everybody is getting every time they get hit by something or when striker takes you from 100 to zero guard break and then drains 80 percent of your life because of all the white health built up that gets drained during the block string etc etc it's <laughs> it's like i said i can talk about this because i'm definitely not playing it in a tournament environment so it's easy for me to say that this shit is awesome and fun and everything but if i was playing i'd probably be much more salty but you know that's my recommendation recommendation for you guys out there you know even if you don't play it learn to enjoy it and watch it and you know that's one of the things i really want to promote is that even if you don't play the fighting game even if you may not like the fighting game learn what makes the fighting game tick and then that might make you enjoy watching it so even if you don't play it you know if you're at an evo or if you're waiting for your game to start on stream and it happens to be dnf duel you can enjoy the last couple of matches of DNF Duel and stuff like that. Fighting games are so fun to watch, especially if you kind of know what's going on. And when you do, it just makes it so that the decisions that the people make are so much smarter and you just like, you, you get hype from it, right? You get hype from it. So uh, that's another reason why I, I kind of want to do these kind of things. So in any case, that's all for me today. 
Uh, again, uh, I know it's weird that I'm streaming on two channels these days. It's very confusing. I apologize. I'm trying to see if I can figure out a way to make it so that I can get back to more of a news show on this channel. Uh, let me know also in the comments, if you've made it this far, if you would even like to hear me do news shows like once every three weeks, once every four weeks, literally by myself. Uh, and not have a whole bunch of people talking about it or whatever like that until I can find some other co-hosts and such. So, But other than that, thank you guys for watching. Please stay safe out there. Uh, Evo's coming around. We want to make sure we take care of ourselves. I know CEO weekend, a lot of people ended up catching COVID and such. So, uh, God, how do my cats know that my... Hi that my stream is about to end. Because I just saw Jasmine walk by too. Jasmine's at my feet right now. Uh, but yeah, and now she's uh, licking my hand as well. So, uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed this stream. Uh, keep following uh, the Tuesday show. Uh, and um, like I said, also support me on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. Follow me there. I'll be playing this game on Ranked Online a couple of times and trying to do a lot more KOF content. If you see on our channel, I commentated a first to 10 match between Shao Hai and Mad KOF. A first to seven match, I'm sorry. Hi, Nathan. Uh, I commentated that. It's Shao Hai. Uh, it's their team. Shao Hai's team is literally giving me uh, direct feed footage to commentate so YouTube has official uploads of Xiao Hai's matches on stream his online matches on stream with English commentary provided by myself and occasionally I'll get uh, Olaf Redland to help me out with that so if that's something you guys enjoy keep an eye on our channel as well for that but in the meantime thank you guys take care hope you guys enjoy DNF Duel as much as I do uh, and I will see you guys Next time here on Ultra Chen TV, have a good night.